Quality nutrition can help your body reach its full potential and keep you off those prescribed medications for things like hypertension, high cholesterol, and even diabetes. By using food in conjunction with a comprehensive approach to wellness, you can find balance and sustainably decrease your job-related health risks as well as improve your quality for life. It all starts with food. In today's episode, I'll talk about five steps you can take to improve your nutrition as a firefighter. I'll give you some workout nutrition guidelines, and I'll give you some tools to help make a plan for success. We feel like it's up to us to hold the line as we light this spark within ourselves. It comes from way deep down inside. We're so sick of the status quo. We are here to let you know. Unaddressed problems are alive. According to a study done by the National Volunteer Fire Council, firefighter obesity ranges from 73 to 88%. And before you lose your shit and go on about a body mass index and how BMI doesn't take into account things like fat percentage, know this. Body composition, not BMI numbers, were taken into account for those percentages. It's crazy. And the assessments that resulted in those statistics were performed by certified fitness instructors or department peer fitness trainers. We're fat, guys. We're fat. We've got to face the facts. We've got to pay attention to this trend and take some ownership of it. It honestly is well past time to do something about these staggering numbers. Again, guys, though, I'm not here to scold you. We're we're all in this boat together. The whole reason I started this podcast is because I did some deep dives into the things that negatively affect us as firefighters, and I learned all I could about what we could do about those things. And I thought it would be incredibly selfish of me if I didn't share it with you in some way. And I thought that a podcast and building a community would be the best way to do that. So I continue to learn. I continue to share, and by doing so, I hope it helps you become aware of those things that we have control over and can remove from our lives so we can be the happy and healthy firefighters and EMS professionals that we deserve to be. As anyone who exercises can tell you, you can't outwork a shitty diet. No matter how bad I wanted this to be true, it just isn't true. It just isn't true. So today's focus is on nutrition and how we can put into play some simple practices to take some small steps toward cleaning up what we're putting in our faces. Like I said, guys, I do deep dives on the topics that I research for this show. So much so, in fact, that I earned my nutrition coach certification through Precision Nutrition. I invested in this online course because I wanted to learn more about nutrition in general. I wanted to learn about how it affects me, about how it affects my coaching clients, and how it affects my brothers and sisters in the firehouse. So let's start out by going over some practical steps you can take, five to be exact, toward cleaning up your diet. And understand that I'm speaking in terms of what you eat in general. 
not a quote unquote diet as in a set of certain foods that you eat over a specific amount of time. Okay. This is meant to be sustainable and continual. This is meant to be a mental mind shift, if you will. So number one, set your goals. Get clear on what you want to achieve and why. Without a why behind your change, you'll just fall back into old habits when things get hard. And they will get tough. Trust me, I've been there. And I still battle with this crap every day, you guys. Ask yourself why you're making a change. And don't be afraid to get real about it. Honestly, the more real you get, the better. When I decided to tighten things up years ago, it was because I saw myself in a picture with my daughter, who at the time was three, but now she's about to turn 14. And I looked at my pudgy and gross self in the picture and was totally grossed out by it. Couldn't believe that it was me. And that was my motivation. I didn't want to look pudgy. I didn't want to look gross anymore. I was not happy with my appearance. I didn't care about what other people thought of me. I wasn't happy with how I looked. Now, honestly, I have an image of what a firefighter should look like, and it coalesces with the duties that I'm expected to perform. So I needed to set some goals to make a big change to make sure that the integrity gap that I'd created got reduced, if not removed altogether. Number two, start small. You guys have heard me say it again and again. It's normal to feel the need to change everything when first starting out. But this leads to quick burnout and ultimately failure. Instead, focus on one small thing you can commit to for two weeks to stay consistent and build momentum. Now, whatever it is, write it down and call it out. Let's say you have got a tendency to eat a candy bar every day. Now, this seems a little extreme, but let's just go with this example. Let's say you eat a candy bar every day. You could make it your goal to only have a candy bar once a week. That way you're not going cold turkey. You're still indulging a little bit, but you're taking small steps away from that thing. So start there. And then when you've mastered that one week, move the bar to one candy bar a month. Or another thing you could do is replace it with a low carb, low sugar, high protein bar instead. And that way you're still getting the snack, like you're still checking that mental box, right? But you're replacing it with something that'll feed your body rather than just pack on the fat. Number three, think ahead. Instead of relying on hunger to dictate your next meal, take a moment at the end of the day and plan what you'll eat for the next 24 hours. It doesn't matter what it is, but planning ahead when you're not in deep hunger will automatically influence your food choices for the better. What are you going to eat for the next 24 hours? I personally always eat with my crew, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I eat the exact thing that they're eating. I'm adaptable, and I can make adjustments in what's being prepared to either reduce the carbs or reduce the sugar and things like pasta sauce. However, I make sure to bring a lunch bag that has healthy snacks in it like yogurt, meat sticks, things like jerky, protein bars, turkey rolls, pork rinds even, because they're a zero-carb food, and they take care of that like uh, crunchy, salty craving that you get every now and then, uh, and, and the things that'll satiate me, um, but the things that won't extend my waistline. That's what goes into that bag, and I use it as needed. If I need a quick snack, 
If I'm going on a call and I want to have something to munch on, that's what I use. Number four, add, don't subtract. Focus on what you normally eat and find opportunities to make it healthier. For example, if you know your crew is eating tacos for dinner, offer to add in some vegetables on the side or make a salad to go with spaghetti and meatballs, stuff like that. The key here is not changing or removing everything, okay? Simply ask, what's something healthy that I can add? One of my huge pet peeves is when guys make a hash out of everything and just throw every ingredient in the one big pot. Not everyone eats that way. And when you're in a house with a bunch of different people with a bunch of different tastes, it's important to remember that not everyone eats the way you do. Not everyone wants every meal to be a hash, okay? I love it when guys cook a basic meal and then keep the garnishes on the side so we can add the things that we like and not be forced to eat the things that we don't. Number five, eat real food. The goal here is to improve your daily habits. The most important thing is to eat whole, real food. Start swapping highly processed or prepackaged foods for real food that comes from plants and animals, like whole foods, right? Elevating your game and eating real food found in nature can have the greatest impact on your health. Take some notes this week on some things that you can swap for real food version. What is your fruit intake like? Ask yourself about uh, what are the meats that you take in? Are they processed or are they like straight from the field to your mouth, you know, like fortunately I work with a bunch of hunters and they bring in a bunch of uh, meats like elk meat, deer meat, things like that. So it's pretty awesome to have those lean meats readily available. And I'm super grateful for these guys that go out and hunt. Um, personally, I don't, I don't have anything against it. I just haven't done it, but, uh, I love it when guys get drawn for elk or deer or whatever, because I know they're going to bring in some quality meats. It's awesome. But anyway, moving on. Now that we've talked about active steps that you can take when it comes to what you eat, let's talk a bit about how much you should eat. If you're looking to lose fat, then you know that you've got to reduce your caloric intake. Now that's just basic science. If you really want to amp things up, though, not just reducing your calorie intake, if you really want to amp things up and lose fat, incorporate a high-intensity interval training circuit at least three times a week. But thinking about starting small, let's talk about the basic guidelines you should use when it comes to the quantity of food that you should eat. For long-term health and happiness, you don't need to count calories to get the right portions for your goals. And I'm not big on counting calories. Um, I just tend to focus on the low calorie stuff. So I don't, I don't add and subtract or, or add up my calories every day. Um, it depends on if I'm looking to to lose a specific amount of weight or whatever. But these are general rules of thumb. These are general things that you can use in your daily life to make sure that you're hitting your marks. So just use your hand to measure. And this makes building a better plate simple, whether you're at home, at the firehouse, or even while you're dining out. So let's talk about what should go on your plate, what your plate should look like. And I'm sure you've heard me talk about macronutrients before but let's review what those are. So macronutrients are those staples of food that you can have significant control over. These are proteins, carbohydrates, 
and fats. So let's break each one of those down. Protein. Protein is the basic building block of cells and tissues that are needed to keep us strong. It is crucial for vital functions, for regulation, and maintenance of our bodies. Firefighting, training, and workouts break down our muscles, so it's important to have plenty of protein in your diet to help build them back stronger. Remember, all types of foods contain protein of some sort, not just meat and eggs, ergo vegetables, nuts, beans, and grains. Okay, So there's a variety out there for you guys. Let's talk about carbs. Carbs are a major source of fuel and nutrients for our bodies. When choosing carb sources, we want to eat as close to the earth as possible. And what this means is the less processed, the better. Optimal sources of carbs are veggies, fruits, beans, legumes, potatoes, and whole grains. Eat a full spectrum of colors to ensure that you get a wide range of nutrients in your diet. Last but not least, let's talk about fats. Fats give your body energy and support cell growth. Healthy fats are essential for absorbing fat-soluble vitamins. They help protect your organs and they produce important hormones. So play, play. <laughs> so pay close attention to serving sizes since fat is more calorically dense, making it easy to accidentally eat too much. Ideal fat sources are cold water fish, avocados, nuts, seeds, and nut and seed butters, and extra olive oil, or extra virgin olive oil. But I say nut and seed butters, and I know some of you guys out there are like, Nutella's fantastic, but <laughs> Nutella doesn't count, guys. It is filled with destructive ingredients like palm oil and a huge amount of sugar. So stay away from that stuff. That's like a rare indulgence at best. So anyway, basic rule of thumb to follow when building your plate is a portion of protein should be about the size of the palm of your open hand. A portion of veggies should be about the size of your closed fist. A portion of carbs should be enough to fill your cupped hand. And a portion of fats should be about the size of your thumb. As you go along, you'll discover what works for you. You'll discover uh, that making these healthy eating habits a part of your regular routine aren't as difficult as you would think. Planning, particularly as you, <laughs> again, I'm all tongue-tied today, particularly as you prepare for shift can help you be consistent and set you up for success. It'll help you feel confident and in control of your choices and on the path toward success. Plan meals ahead of time to have the food on hand and ready to go. How many of you guys out there on duty or on a department actually think about the meals that you're going to cook before you show up at 0700 or 0800? Ask yourself what you need so you're prepared. Relying on willpower when you're hungry is a surefire way to fail. Have you guys ever gone to the grocery store on an empty stomach? sucks. Big mistake. Not only do you buy like a ton of garbage, but typically you will spend way more, more money than, than you should be spending. That's for sure. So we do what's like a, a $10 a day buy-in. 
So a guy or a crew of four, right, has $10 a day. So there's $40 per day, $80 per shift, right, which is pretty good. And we typically do very well keeping under budget so much so that we'll have like carryover to the next shift. And then once our carryover gets big enough, maybe we can splurge on some big meals or, you know, steak dinners, things like that. But anyway, have a plan, go into it, not with an empty stomach, write things down, make a list, plan things out, invest a few minutes to think ahead and make notes on healthy meals that you can cook at the firehouse. Think about the proteins your crew likes, then decide what vegetables to add. Determine where the portions of fat will come from. And lastly, add a smart carbohydrate. This helps you build a healthy meal, ensuring you have what you need. Next, think about breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, and snacks in all the same manner. What can you buy that will be easy to use? is a quality food choice and that you actually like to eat. You know, I hear some guys talk about, um, well, that meal wasn't bad. Well, I don't want to eat meals that quote, aren't bad. I want to eat meals that are good. (laughs) I mean, I've heard guys, uh, have a basis for measurement on quality on their meals. Like, well, that'll make a turd. And I'm just like, that's so gross. You guys like, you know what else will make a turd? If you eat a turd, that will also make a turd like that should not, (laughs) it's super gross, but that should not be the basis for your level of quality. Like have some freaking standards, right? Ugh, gross. It's also important you guys to plan for the occasional treat, right? I know a lot of you guys out there like your ice creams, your cookies and this and that, right? But that kind of got us into this predicament to begin with. But I understand that treats are a part of real life. Like we're not preparing for any physique shows or anything like that. Maybe some of you guys are, and that's awesome. More power to you because it is tough, but this is real life. I get it. But by planning ahead, you're more likely to make a reasonable choice when it comes to the treat that you get, uh, as opposed to trying to make your choice when you're at the store and you're just buying whatever looks good. So think through this and ask yourself what small indulgence will keep you on track for the long run. Keep your station pantry stocked with things that'll set you up for success. Things like cooking oil. And I'm not just talking like uh, canola oil. I'm talking about like the good extra virgin olive oil, things like that. Spices, condiments. Now, typically I have a rule that like condiments are for fat kids, but because <laughs> they're so packed with sugar, they are so packed with sugar, guys. But just make sure that your stuff that you're looking or that you're looking to put on your your food, the condiments that you're using, aren't just full of like that high fructose corn syrup or full of sugar. Okay, that's something to keep an eye on. Um, Put everything you need on your list, guys. Make a list. And key, if it's not on the list, don't buy it. Let's talk a little bit about workout nutrition guidelines. So... For pre-workout, now this this all depends on timing. If you're eating a full meal, it's best to eat like two or more hours before a workout. You don't want to eat a meal and then go work out. That's ridiculous. It doesn't facilitate proper digestion. It doesn't facilitate proper utilization of the nutrients that you've taken in. If you eat a big meal and then you go work out like within an hour, 
your body is going to shut down digestion because you're going to go into like the fight or flight mode, right? So your body is going to shut down that digestion and your body's not going to absorb the things it needs to absorb while you're working out because your body's in kind of like a stress mode, right? So you do not want to do that. If you're eating one to two hours before a workout, eat something easily digestible and low in fiber, something like an energy bar, right? Keep it simple. If you're looking to like build muscle and uh, incorporate like carbs and sugar and an insulin release, something that actually does work very well are like the uh, powdered sugar donuts. Now, I'm not saying eat a whole bag of them, but one of those little bits of like uh, <clears throat> six powdered sugar donuts are actually pretty ideal when it comes to working out because there's no fiber in them. It's it's pure carbs and the confectioner's sugar is uh, easily processed in your body to the point where it, it uh, initiates an insulin response, but it doesn't have even the time to turn into stored fat because you're literally using it and you're literally forcing those carbs to turn into glycogen to use for that workout. It sounds crazy. And I know I just said you can't outwork a shitty diet, but I'm obviously this is not a diet based on donuts, but it's merely used as like a tool for that specific goal. And I'm talking like significant muscle building. Okay. This isn't like something you want to do before your high intensity workout. That's a totally different thing. Anyway, uh, let's talk about things you want to eat during your workout. Now, during your workout, you should just be drinking water. Water, 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 water. You want to facilitate hydration. Your body's using the glycogen stores for energy, right? You want your body saturated with water so that you can facilitate that process. Only consume intra-workout carbs if you're training or heavy physical labor lasts consistently longer than 60 minutes. Now, personally, my workouts don't last longer than 60 minutes. I construct a workout like this. I do a warm-up for about five minutes. That's a warm-up. That's not stretching, guys. It's a warm-up. So I do a warm-up for about five minutes. Then I'll do strength training for about 40 to 45 minutes. I'll follow it with uh, about... 10 to 15 minutes of cardio, like high intensity cardio after my workout, because you don't want to deplete your glycogen stores. You don't want to deplete your energy before you even put in your strength work, right? That's counterintuitive. It's completely ridiculous. And then at the very end, I'll finish out with my stretch session, which typically lasts like five to six minutes, um, stretching the muscle groups that I worked that day or that session. Okay. You never want to stretch before your workout guys. I've, I've told you this before. You never, ever want to stretch before you lift ever. So let's say you're working chest, right? Doing an upper body push. If you stretch that joint, if you stretch that system and that muscle before you work out, what you're doing is you're removing your body's natural ability to protect itself. So by the time you get on the bench and you're ready to, to do that heavy load, um, you've removed your body's ability to protect itself. So it's going to overextend rather than take you to where you should go. Natural, when you're lifting, your body will naturally uh, extend to where you should be um, getting your range of motion to, all right? Stretch the muscle after you work it. That way you elongate the fibers and you improve your range of motion for your next 
strength training session. Never, 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 never stretch before you work out. That is how injuries and tears and all of that shit happens. So don't do that. Anyway, went off on a little tangent there. Let's talk about post-workout meals. So you should eat within one to two hours after your exercise. Now, you should make your post-workout meal your largest meal of the day. Um, This is going to help fuel quick recovery and help you toward your goals. This is also the ideal time to plug in a carb-dense treat since your body is primed to use it, right? If you you have that carb-dense treat and then you don't, you're not using it, it's going to turn into fat. It's going to turn into visceral fat, which is the opposite of what you want. If you're not able to consume a regular meal within this window, consider making like a pre, not pre, but consider pre-making a a smoothie or a shake or something to help you recover quickly. So sometimes in the morning, um, I typically work out like around 3 or 4 p.m. That's my ideal time. So then when I'm done, I can come home and I can cook my my dinner, my nutrient-rich, you know, carb-dense treat, and then go to bed. Um, and I'm, and I'm golden. I'm golden. I don't like working out first thing in the morning. I don't like doing it. If I do work out first thing in the morning, it's typically like an easy cardio, uh, like an interval cardio session, something like that. But I do not work out early. I do not lift and do strength training early in the morning. And if I do, um, I'll make a shake and have it ready so that when I'm done, after I've drank my like half gallon of water during my workout, um, when I'm done, I can down that shake right afterwards. So I can give my body what it needs to rebuild, refill those glycogen stores, build that muscle, build, you know, use that protein to build that muscle and uh, be at the ready to perform. You never, ever, ever want to put yourself in depletion when you're on duty. Never, ever, 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 ever. I'd heard a captain once get on the radio when, when everyone was called to a fire, um, I heard, I'd heard a captain get on the radio and openly say this while responding to the fire, uh, be advised. We just got done doing a pretty intense workout. And I'm just like, you've got to be freaking kidding me. I'm just rolling my eyes and I'm like, dude, your whole job, your whole responsibility while you're on duty is to be at the ready not to completely deplete yourself to the point where you're going to show up to a fire and not be of any use. And not only that, how much of a douchebag do you sound like to your agency and the neighboring agencies when you say something like that? Completely ridiculous. Absolutely asinine. Anyway, like I always say, guys, it's the small, simple steps that will actually do that matter. So take inventory of the things you're putting in your face and then ask yourself, am I where I need to be when it comes to my fitness? Am I, am I where I need to be when it comes to my personal health? These are hard questions sometimes, guys. I get it. I, that picture is tattooed in my mind of me at the lake with my daughter. I will never forget it. But understand that the people that we serve and the people that we serve with deserve us to be at our best. And we can do hard things, right, guys? Hell, we've done the work it takes to get hired on. And if we can make it through that gauntlet, then we can make it through pretty much anything. Am I right? So 
If you're interested in jumping on a free Zoom call with me and you want some help identifying systems that could work for you, then click the link in the show notes and join the Ignited Firefighter Podcast community on Facebook. I've got an exclusive Zoom link, an exclusive event um, every other week for you guys who listen to the podcast. Uh, Currently, I've got a Zoom scheduled for Monday, January 24th at 8 p.m. Arizona time. And during this one-hour block, we'll talk about what we can do to identify some nutritional roadblocks that might be holding us back, and we'll discuss some strategies that will help us get to where we want and need to be. I'm really looking forward and actually quite enjoying this quality engagement that I'm getting with those of you guys who jump on these Zoom calls with me. I'm all about quality and not quantity, and I'm eager to hear what you all have going on in your lives and what things you'd like to work toward. And I really mean it when I say this, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Ignited Firefighter Podcast. I produce this show for free. So please, if you're getting value from the show, give it a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to the show. I'd also ask that you share just one episode with someone you think would enjoy it. It'll be a great discussion point for you to connect with those on your crew, and it'll introduce them to what we're doing here at Ignited. If you yourself are looking to be a part of this growing community, then join the Ignited Firefighter Podcast community on Facebook by clicking the link in the show notes or doing a quick search on Facebook. Join the group, become a part of the movement, contribute to the conversation, and take what you need while giving what you can. Thanks again, and until next time, if you see a need, own it and take action. Be the ideal firefighter you would want on your crew. Be Ignited.